Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Truth Hounds, a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Anna, and I've been unemployed for two years now, so I really have nothing going on. And I'm Kyle, and in middle school, I received the award most enthusiastic to learn, so that makes me pretty special. And that is what makes us the perfect investigative duo. We are two friends who love each other very much, but what we love even more is getting to the bottom of mysteries. All mysteries, sure, but small mysteries specifically. Trust me, no mystery is too small. No, 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 why don't you trust me when I tell you we are ready to sniff around? We are the The Truth Truth Hounds. Previously on Truth Hounds. I think we should make a movie to submit to this festival. Beep Macrame, the director of the festival, looked terrifying. Yeah, uh, he said you guys are looking for a, a short film script, a horror short. Anna and I were thinking about maybe meeting with an acting coach to just really get our roles down. What's the intention behind the woe? I think that, um, I think let's go get some shot eye. Look, we get to be on set tomorrow. I'm wow. so excited. I'm so excited. I'm really excited. And I'm scared. I'm also I'm really scared. It'll be okay. I'm here for you. Wow. Okay, let's go. Okay. Hello? Hey, Kyle? Yeah, hey. Hey, sorry. I know you just drove away from the beach, but um, is there... 
I'm, we just kind of need to talk some more. I just left the beach, but um, I'll be right there. Okay. Okay. Bye. Okay, I'll see you soon. Be careful. Hey, what, what is it? Thanks I so just, much for coming back. Well, yeah, I was like on my way home. I feel like I thought we... I thought we should get home because of the shoot tomorrow. Yeah, I know. I guess the shoot's in a couple of hours now. Really powerful how the waves are today. Yeah, we just were, we were just here. Um, I mean, I don't know. I guess you left and then I stood here and I, I just, like we might actually meet, beat macrame. I don't know, I got really scared. <sighs> well, we don't know. Okay, I'm serious. I, we, I gotta get home because the shoot is tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I just felt like I'm I needed gonna... my friend. Okay, don't do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I needed you. No, it's okay. It's fine. I'm fine. Whatever. I just needed my friend. No. I can't leave it on that note. No. Okay, but I have to go. I'm sorry. It's totally fine. Just go. It's, I'm fine. I'll see, I'll see you on set. It's fine. I'll just... Roman, how are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Is that a bird? Episode 4. What is fear and why can't I look away? Part 3. So... Here we were, on the day of the shoot. Meeting Beep Macrame? It was still in the distance. But we had now plotted a map which showed us how to reach him. The road toward the film festival unfurled itself beneath our feet. And all we needed to do was to commit those feet to stepping on it. Whoa. Yeah, exactly. As Anna said, the shoot was upon us. All the different moving parts were in motion. My house became a bustling movie set. You could have mistaken it for the soundstage for Meet the Goldbergs. There was a camera operator, a guy setting up lights, the other actors would eventually be arriving with bags bursting with wardrobe options, and we had already committed the number of the pizza and salad place to our speed dials. I have to say, I know that there was an ultimate destination here, the film festival. But for this moment, we put aside our investigative hats and trench coats and melted into our roles as actors. Before we officially began the shoot, Anna and I had a huddle with our brave director, Clay, to discuss the day's game plan. Okay. Okay, so this is, I guess, a production meeting. Yeah, so I, I, this is like a, um, um, yeah, a production meeting. Clay jumped right in. Okay, so gang, how long do you think we have to shoot this? We were so happy to be working with him. 
and seeing him step into the role of the director on set made us see him in a whole new way. Honestly, he was gorgeous. Gone was the bookish boy on the other end of our Zoom calls. In his stead, the sexy, bespectacled Mysterio. You know, the kind of guy who lives in the Lower East Side? No. But I know the kind of man who lives on the Lower East Side. Ha 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 ha! Exactly, Kyle. You see, this was the kind of Lower East Side man whom you might expect to find on the other side of a door leading you to a dusty, obscure jazz basement, holding a glass of Islay scotch in one hand and apathetically tinkering on an old Yamaha with the other. But it just so happens to be the most beautiful music arrangement your ears ever did hear. Yeah, exactly. And he's holding a saxophone? Yeah. And a jazz record plays in the background. Yeah. And there's a beautiful woman draped over his shoulders, and she's like, oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Anyway, now you see what we saw. Clay was amazing. He had just asked us how long we hoped the shoot would take. We thought about it. Um, um, I mean, as soon as early as possible, but... Well, I do have four pages here. Yeah, so if we shoot from 6.30 to 9... Maybe we even wrap earlier, but <gasps> I, I just don't, I just don't see that being a po- uh, possible. This was our first time making a film, so we really had no idea how long it would take. Clay seemed to imply that would probably take longer than an hour. But hey, even if it took two hours, it would be okay. We were here to make a short film and get into the film festival. Moses, this is our camera guy. How long do you think this is going to take? Unfortunately, the camera guy, Moses, predicted that it would be more like 12 hours to shoot the whole film. If not more. Anna and I were not expecting that. Not at all. In our heads, it was like this. So think about a movie. How long is one of those? Two hours? Okay, so what's the holdup? Why isn't it taking two hours to shoot one? Well, you know, I guess the guys have to set up the lights and turn on the camera. Okay, fine. But that takes, what, an hour? So, fine. Add that to the total. It should take three hours to shoot a two-hour movie. Well, but Anna, you know afterward, I think those same guys have to take down the lights and turn off the cameras. Fine. 
So add another extra hour of cushion at the end. Four hours. It should take four hours to make a two-hour movie. So what I'm saying is, we're making a three-minute short? Where's this camera guy Moses getting 12 hours? I'm sorry, but again, what's the holdup? Are we going to be walking around the set going, oh, and wow, look at that, and you guys ever hear that one story about Orson Welles? Hey, what's this story about Orson Welles? No, that's not the point. No unnecessary conversation while we're shooting, Kyle. Keep it tight. You know what? We're going to make the short in four hours. Before we finished our production meeting, I had some news for Anna that I hadn't shared with her yet. We got an Instagram message, and it's pretty crazy. I don't know if you saw it, but it says, I'd love to screen your shirt at my festival. Wait, I'd love to screen your shirt? Yeah, and I wrote back and I said, whoa, do you mean short? Okay, so yeah, good to clarify. We would love that. And he said, I absolutely meant short. And then I said, awesome sauce, tell us when your festival is. We will give you our short. Wow. He didn't respond to that. Well, it was but confusing because he said shirt at first. So then, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, one, I'm saying if we're definitely going to this other one, maybe. We're at least maybe. going to one short, yeah. Just to keep it consistent, we bleeped out the name of this other festival as well. Hey, we're not anyone's PR team over here. This was exciting to say the least. We hadn't made the short yet, and there was already a festival circuit buzz. Some random person from Instagram wanted our short, sight unseen, in his film festival. Clay, it turns out, was not only gorgeous, but wise. He imparted some wisdom. But I just say, let's keep our eyes on the prize here. Okay. Because I don't know if I can miss out on this other festival. Clay was right. We were getting ahead of ourselves by thinking of other film festivals. We didn't need to, because we had a great film festival to look forward to. The Sh Film Festival. Sure, we hadn't made the movie yet, but I had a great feeling. I could literally imagine us rolling up to the festival. Kyle and I would look just like Hollywood starlets. I would wear a gown and my hair would be up. No, no, it would be down. You know what? It would be half up, half down. And that way you get the best of both worlds. And me, Kyle, I would wear an oversized suit and have lots of gel in my hair. It would take hours to get that gel out of my hair after the event but it literally wouldn't matter because my short film was being screened at the film festival. That's right. And you know what? Let's let the whole crew come. I mean, I'm sure they would want to come to this fabulous event and watch our hard work on the big screen. Well, the, absolutely. I mean, that would be, and to bring the whole crew. Right, exactly. I mean, we all roll in, we'll probably have to get a limo. If yeah. it's in L.A. Yeah. Has this thing happened before in other areas? I have to jump in. The truth is, we were applying to this festival blindly. Because we didn't know where the festival actually took place. 
because this information was not listed on the website. So we really didn't know how to answer Clay's question. This festival? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's unclear, but I really looked hard on the website. You didn't see it. Try to find where the location of this one was, but it was not there. Little did we know at this moment, the location of this festival would actually prove to be a big deal. But more on that later. I know things are getting really good, but we have to take a break for some ads. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have a, one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
And the ad break is over. Back to it. We were about to start shooting, but there was something we needed to do first. I had been told by some of my film buff friends that getting into festivals was not an easy feat. It seemed that getting in was a matter of whom you knew and how they felt about you. Let's be honest. If we wanted to get into this festival, we needed to build a rapport with beep macrame. I know it seems like this was a big risk to take, to reach out to the very person who frightened us, but we needed to start playing chess. In order for this investigation to be a success, in order to meet Beep Macrame at his festival, we needed to start acting like real festival hopefuls. And that meant reaching out to him and saying, hey, crazy running into you here. What's up? I gotta say, this was terrifying. But I knew Anna had a good point. She assured me this was the safest time to reach out to him. We were together on a film set. And by the way, we were surrounded by a bunch of strong guys who handled cameras and lights. If anything, this was the safest time to do this. That is how networking yes. works. That's a really good idea. Sorry, He's, I know this is we're in the middle of this meeting. No, this stuff. is what production meetings I mean, are all is, about. This is yeah. what the meeting's all about. Okay. It's, it's getting a vibe check from the DP. Exactly. It's, uh, Here's what the final email said. Mr. Beat Macrame. Just wanted to let you know we are currently working on our short. Something you probably can't tell right here is that I'm actually terrified. It is looking promising and we will have it in by the late deadline. Not to be presumptuous, but curious, where will the festival be located this year? If we get in, fingers crossed, winky face, again, I'm terrified. Can my whole crew attend? I know they are all dying to go. As I said, we have a strong product here. I will send another message when we actually submit the short. Much love, a bad emoji, Kyle. That was so scary, but it had to be done because we had to get into the festival because we had to meet Beep Macrame because that would be facing our fears. We were super happy with the email we had written, but we did apologize to Clay for taking time away from the production. I mean, if we were going to make this puppy in two hours, we kind of had to get this thing going. But Clay was really cool about it. I think this is good. To I think you're, you're, I think what you're doing right now that's more important is networking. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Wow. 
I was feeling really good about it. It was definitely scary to send an email to beat macrame. But we did it. Who knew what the twisted freak would say back? It was finally time to start this shoot. But before the cameras could start rolling, we needed to take care of some little last-minute tasks, like create the set design. Kyle and I didn't know what set design was, per se, but we knew what looked good. Clay planned for the opening shot to be that of a creepy fridge. So we took a look at what we had to work with. Kyle's fridge. And we just decided that I think for the opening shot, we wanted it to be this postcard that we got from the Tri-Cities. The Tri-Cities, which is where we took Rod. Yeah, for his perfect day. For his perfect day. And we wanted to give this, as they say in the film world, a little Easter egg. A little Easter egg, that's right. Um, For the fans. So So hopefully they catch it. Hopefully the fans that are listening to the show are also, of course, watching the film. And the even bigger fans, a little... A basket of baguettes, a magnet. Because Paris. Because we have a real strong relationship to Paris. To Paris, of course. And just like that, we became set designers. Having just adorned the fridge with a postcard from the Tri-Cities and two magnets from Paris. The Tri-Cities, if you remember, was where we took Rod on his perfect day in season one. We put that in there for you. The listener. The magnets from Paris, well, that's just for us. We love Paris. We moved on to the interior of the fridge. You see, in this opening shot, a guy would be opening the fridge and looking inside of it. And we, the audience, would be right there with him. Meaning we would also see what was inside the fridge. He likes to eat. Maybe there's nothing in his fridge except for the maple syrup. And then you go, who's that guy? We tried out Anna's idea of leaving just the maple syrup in the fridge, but it actually wasn't as impactful as we had hoped. We threw some sausages in there too. So whoever this guy was in the opening shot, he was a maple syrup and sausage kind of guy. You figure it out. I think that's really nice. And then you just just because just check it. Yeah, just check the monitor. Yeah, that's really nice. That really reads that there's yeah. Because see, you so imagine this. The fridge was set, and we were ready to fly in the actor who would be playing the guy. But here's the thing: we didn't know that many actors. Kyle had mentioned that her neighbor sometimes acted and stuff. So we figured that sounded fine, and we asked him to do it. It looked promising for a while. But right now, when we needed him the most, on set, he was nowhere to be found. And we were already an hour and a half into the shoot. While we waited patiently, Clay decided to test the shot by standing in for the other guy. I checked it out on the monitor. Wow, I really like how long you held your gaze for. I kind of scared myself a little bit, so it's kind of, I'm not even acting really. Honestly, what I saw on the monitor was great. Clay 
Well, he was a natural. Right then, we made a split decision. Let Clay be the part of the guy. That's right. He could be the guy in the opening shot. I mean, he literally just nailed it in one take. Sorry, Kyle's neighbor. Better luck next time. You're a really good actor. I think it's so good that we, we got it. Got okay. it? Yeah, so let's move to the second shot, please. One shot down, 20 to go. We were off to such a good start that we were ready to do one of the most important parts of the day. Ordering the pizza and the salad. Just to refresh your memory, we had raised money through Indiegogo to buy pizza and salad for the day of the shoot. Well, that day was today. I browsed the pizza menu and asked the crew what they thought. Can I give you guys two choices? Yeah. Okay, pepperoni, classic, obviously, or roasted fennel sausage and goat cheese. Whoa. Oh my God. It's like two different schools. It's two different schools entirely, so I totally understand. I would devour both of those. The pizza was ordered. And don't forget the salad. And we were sitting around. At this point, we were about three hours into the shoot. To be honest, we weren't doing much. This is probably a good time to tell you about the short film. Kyle and I were in it as actors, but it was actually about much more than that. It was about COVID and the monotony of our own anxieties about COVID. That is to say, this film is about something much bigger than just us. And that is to say, there were lots of scenes in this thing that we weren't in. And then that is to say, we were doing a lot of sitting around. It's so interesting with film. Yeah. How long they stay in the same spot. I know, it's crazy. Like, you think we... Yeah. You think we've already moved on. Yeah, it's crazy. I kind of thought we would be done by now. It was taking a really long time. But before we knew it, the pizza had arrived. And with it, the salad. Oh, great. Do you want to put it over here? The pizza's here whenever you guys are done. Where is this? The salad? the salad? Oh, it's really small. I know. Damn. What do you think? Well, I mean, it's a... I mean, yeah, I think we kind of already thought. Yeah, that's fine. He's rolling right now. Okay, quiet on set. Oh, I'm so oh sorry. okay. I just because the pizza and the salad was big. Ugh. What is this quiet on set thing? We were just letting everyone know that the pizza had arrived. And with it, the salad. I mean, could you blame us? We were just sitting around with nothing to do. It seemed to me that this whole filmmaking thing kind of sucked. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm a huge film lover. But to be honest, I found the whole process to be rather tedious. And they would spend so much time shooting the door, watching it open, and then watching it close. 
then shooting another angle. This time from the door's perspective. I'm sorry, why did we need the door's perspective? And action. Cut. I guess we got the shot, but something worried me. I brought it up to Kyle. Mark a roll further into the... I just... Yeah. I think... So the pizza's here. Yeah. And then That's the salad. Good. Yeah. Wait. As, as well. Which um, one is the salad again? Pizza and salad had arrived. But it seemed like no one on the crew cared. They kept shooting. And there's no poetic way to say this. Pizza gets cold. Which normally would be fine. But in this case, it had been funded by our Indiegogo backers. Remember, our Indiegogo campaign was solely for this, providing pizza for the shoot, and with it, the salad. I really didn't want to cause a scene on set, but also, I didn't want to risk toying with other people's money. It felt bad, but I had no choice. Hey, so I know that you guys have a couple more shots and stuff, but I'm a little worried that the pizza's going to get cold because the salad's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the well, salad's good cold. Well, salad's good cold, so that's Unless fine. it came hot. But the pizza, I'm now I'm a little worried because this is kind of a focal point of the fundraising, so I just... You know what I'm thinking? Are you I think be for upset? the pizza, just yeah. to have it be warm, I yeah. think we might lose a shot, combine it with another shot. Yeah. And then maybe we have a quicker out. Yeah, is that okay? Yeah, I think that's good. I'm, I'm okay with that. Is I think pizza, as long as you keep want... the pizza in the box, it's going to be a yeah. big thing. So, yeah, so. I, um, I'm not planning on eating the pizza, but I, even though I'm not eating it, I am worried about it for the sake of other people. Moses, can we change shot two and, and, and merge it with shot four so we can skip sh- uh, shot six? Cool. All right, I'm going to get back to set. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. What a relief. Clay was really a good guy. And you know what? It didn't hurt that he was gorgeous. He moved some shots around, and before we knew it, we were eating piping hot pizza, while some of us focused on the salad. Hey, Kyle. I'm looking at you. She doesn't eat pizza. We thought this would be a good opportunity to grab some behind-the-scenes footage for our Indiegogo backers. To show them exactly where their money went. At first, the crew, which included Clay, our director, Moses, our camera operator, and Tom, the lights guy, they were a little taken aback. You see, usually... These guys are behind the camera, not in front of it. And I get that. But I told them it was an important part of the process to connect with our campaign supporters. And hey, they liked that they were getting to E, right? That's what I thought. Now get dancing, boys. 
So what you're about to hear is that footage we got of the crew enjoying the pizza. And don't forget the salad. Oh, thank you to all the Indiegogo donors. Um, this pizza is really amazing. And um, not to mention the salad. Wow, this looks like really good pizza. I don't think this would have been possible without the in Indiegogo uh, people who gave money for this. And thank you so much. It smells really good, too. And the salad. I'm sorry, I forgot to mention the salad. Action. Thank you to the Indiegogo funders. Because of you, I get to enjoy this pizza and this Greek salad. Thank you. All right, boys. Thanks for dancing. And now, an ad break. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. 
My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The ad break is over. Next, it was time to bring in the other actors. Let's just talk about them for a minute. We needed two people who would be portraying a couple seated next to one another on a bed. First, we had hired a wonderful woman named Sheila. Sheila had been recommended to us by Deshaun, our acting coach. Sheila, well, she just had the it factor. Now, the more tricky actor to explain. We were looking for a guy. And it was kind of important to me that he was cute. I mean, I'm not shallow. But let me ask you this. If you were watching a movie and you see a cute guy on the screen, aren't you more likely to keep watching the movie? That's what I thought. So, I thought about all the guys that I think are cute. And one happened to stand out. Honestly, I have a confession. I have a crush. And you guys, you actually know him. Ugh, it's so embarrassing. Okay. Do you remember Chris from episode one? Why are some people always late? Hi, my name is Chris, and I'm a late person. Oh my god, I'm turning red. Ugh, I'm so thankful this is a podcast because my face is turning beet red. Anyway, Chris was the guy who was perpetually late to practically everything. But I'll tell you one thing he wasn't late for. Leaving a big impression on me. No. When it came to that, he was right on time. Anyway, Chris had been on my mind. So when we needed to hire another actor, and he needed to be cute, well, naturally, I thought of him. Um, okay. When Anna first brought up hiring Chris, I was a little confused. You mean Chris, who was eating a tangerine for 20 minutes and that's why he was late to meet his friend Mia? And Chris, who showed up at our art show uninvited and Anna didn't have answers for that? Look, it was becoming clear that Anna had developed a big crush on Chris. Which is fine. I get that. I've been there. But I guess from my perspective, Rather than casting her crush in a role in a short film that we'd eventually submit to a festival in the hopes of getting in to meet Beat Macrame, a journey which would ultimately take up most of our second season, it seemed like... Rather than doing all that, wouldn't it be easier to just ask the guy out? But hey, to each their own? Anyway... That's how we came to select Sheila and Chris to be a part of our short. You're not going to believe this, but Chris 
showed up early. He wanted to have time to run through his lines. I honestly jumped at the opportunity to help him. Wait, so it's like a horror movie within a horror movie? Yeah, it's like weird and meta. It really does feel like quarantine. Everyone going through the same exact Something you probably can't tell right here is that I'm actually freaking out. Oh my God, you're not going to open it, are you? Of course I am. No, please don't. Babe, I ordered food. Just... That sounds great. You feel good? Yeah, please. Great job. Ugh, God. I barely held it together right there. But luckily, Sheila arrived. And it really seemed to break up the tension. Of course. This is Chris, and you'll be acting with Chris. Chris is my boyfriend? Yeah, he's your boyfriend. Hi, honey. (laughs) Hey, let's not get too carried away. (laughs) And then Clay is our director. Great Clay. Great director. Well, I think they're all set up. Yeah, we're all set up. The actors took their places. In this scene, we would see a couple next to one another in a bed. They are watching a movie as they wait for food to be delivered. The twist is that the movie they are watching is actually the scene that Clay was just in. A guy opening the fridge, looking at the maple syrup and sausages, and then getting stabbed. Obviously, there's more to our short but we'll tell you more about the plot later. We were just about ready to shoot the Sheila and Chris scene. But first, Kyle and I needed to make sure their outfits looked right. I jumped at the opportunity to look at Chris a bit closer, if you know what I mean. I mean like two feet, rather than the classic six. Okay. The shirt. Here, also, this sort of like leading man sweater that I—that's kind of nice, huh? Kinda. He has a leading man sweater. Uh, I've never worn it. I bought it five years ago. Oh in my Ireland. god! <laughs> Just thinking, maybe, maybe <laughs> this could be the time. Yeah. Ugh, I kept laughing like a psychopath. Can you guys tell I'm nervous? My stomach is literally in my butt. <sighs> anyway. Clay framed the shot, and I checked it out on the monitor. Oh, that's a beautiful shot. Wow. I want it. You've got to come over here. Okay, let's see. Look at this. Amazing. Oh, my. That's really nice. It looks so good. It looks really, really good. Who would have thunk that little lamp? That little lamp, huh? It shines so much. All right, cool. Whenever I uh, call action, y'all can wait about five seconds and then get into it. And action. So it's it's like a, a horror movie within a horror movie. Yeah, it's like weird and meta. It really is like quarantine. I mean, with everyone doing the exact same thing over and over again. Yeah. Cut. Beautiful. Oh, my God. 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 Oh
Sheila and Chris were amazing. They really understood what we were going for. Great acting, great chemistry, and sheer terror. We said our goodbyes to them, and I told Chris that I hoped I would see him later. He said okay. What do you guys think that means? Finally, it was time for our big moment. We were about to act. We were all nerves. And then... We looked at the clock. It was like 12.30 a.m. I'm sorry, but how did we go from knocking this out in two hours to barely getting around to it at six? Not only were we stressed out about our parts, but we were tired. And the guys were still setting up our shot. It was so late. You don't understand. This was hours after Kyle's bedtime. We had done all this preparation for our scene beforehand. Met with an acting coach, strategized on the best ways to run backward, and visited Hollywood. But when it came time to actually act, we didn't even have the energy for it. We literally did two takes and said that it would probably be fine. I mean, to be honest, we did it so quickly that we don't even have the audio of us doing that scene that you, the listeners, have heard over and over. We hoped it would be good, but honestly, who cares? I have to get some Z's. It's really interesting. I don't really know how actors do this. It's hard. It's really hard. It's hard, but... You know, I think that hopefully in the end, we come up with a great product that... I really hope they come up with a great product. That they will not be able to ignore. Kyle was so tired. She was calling our short film a product. Poor guy. We waited around until we were officially dismissed by Clay. We got another time check, and you're not gonna believe this. It was 3.20 a.m. How did this happen? What happened? What is this? Okay, so I think that's a wrap. Are just getting here. Yeah, what time is it? Um, we're at it's 322 Wednesday, the next day, a.m. Yeah, so damn, I'm so tired that I don't even, I don't know how to, I can't, I don't even know what my body is anymore. Yeah. Like, how did people do this? I honestly don't even remember what we did. I honestly feel crazy. I had no idea filmmaking took so long. I really thought they make it seem... We had done it. We had made the short film 
that we would submit to the horror festival. We were by no means done. There still remained several stretches of our journey, doors yet to be opened. We would still have to submit the film, hopefully get in, attend the festival, and meet Beep Macrame, who scared the shit out of us. But honestly, I'm so tired. I just need to go to bed. Can't a person just go to bed and not have to wrap things up poetically and present them to you with a little bow? (sighs) Okay, okay. We do have to go to bed. More on all of this later. To be continued. Hmm. Can you actually turn down the music? I'm trying to get some shut-eye. Next time on Truth Hounds. It is 1.53 p.m. and there's just been a break in the case. Oh my God. Oh my God. What we saw next was, um, confusing to say the least. That was brutal to hear. Get me. Get mad. I was a little worried about Anna. Where did that leave us? Did that mean we were done? That was it? <sighs> Shit. Hey, if you like the Truth Hounds, please subscribe to us and leave us a five-star review. Seriously, it would really help us. And honestly, you gotta start earning your keep around here. And as soon as you're done earning your keep, follow us on Instagram at TruthHounds and on Twitter at TheTruthHounds to participate in our investigations and see behind-the-scenes footage and bonus juicy content. TruthHounds is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry. The world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. 
And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.